Well, you've probably already heard the interest rates uh, rise today, the 10th straight time. A lot of conversations across kitchen tables tonight. There might be even one in my house, I think. The cash rate now at 3.6%. Just to put that in perspective, what that means is if you have a $500,000 mortgage, you'll soon be paying your bank $1,000 more a month than this time last year at a time when surely you can't afford it. The Treasurer today acknowledged the pain that this will inflict on households. This will make life harder for many Australians who are already under the pump. Uh, this was expected, it was flagged, the markets anticipated it, but it will still sting. Others are now calling on the RBA to freeze any further rate rises. It's the wrong decision because all the economic indicators are is that Ordinary Australians at the moment are really feeling it, feeling it because all of their savings have run down. They're feeling it every single time they go and buy groceries because of the price rises there. People are now in a position where they are skipping meals in order to cope with the cost of living. That's the ACTU's Sally McManus there. Well, joining me now on RN Drive is Westpac's Chief Economist, Bill Evans. Welcome to the program. Uh, good to be here. Should the RBA freeze further rate rises after today? Look, the RBA in their statement today really did open the, open the gate for potentially freezing the next move in April. Um, they talked about um, the decision will be when and by how much. We haven't seen that before. And they highlighted the fact that they're no longer as concerned about a wage price spiral as they had been, obviously reflecting the the weakness in wages growth that we've seen and the and the slowdown in the housing house household sector. So they're certainly thinking about uh, at least in the near term about not raising rates in uh, in April. I think that would be the wrong thing to do. I think we need to still deal with our inflation challenge. You know, he doesn't expect inflation to be back in the target zone until two years two years away, which is a much less ambitious expectation than than other central banks. For instance, he's expecting inflation to be 4.75% 2023, US Federal Reserve 3.3. So I think there's a case for him to continue, but certainly um, you can read the, 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 the decision today to indicate that he's going to pause in April. So do you agree with the Treasury's analysis that inflation has peaked? And do you agree that that oh, r- look, rate look, rise... Without a doubt, we expect that it's peaked. And we expect that over the course of this year, it'll slow to around 4%, which is lower than the 47 that the Reserve Bank are expecting. But still a long way from their target. Uh, and I think the best way to do that is to get rates to a level whereby you're very confident that um, demand in the economy is flattened out and that those inflation pressures associated with demand will start to slow down substantially. So I think we're very close. I would expect two more hikes in April and May. Um, the market is now expecting maybe one and a half. They had been expecting two and a half. So it was quite an important event today in terms of what he's written. But my view is that uh, it's better to stay the course now so for getting inflation back to much more acceptable levels to allow rate cuts next year. You've raised the prospect of the RBA possibly overreaching in its quest to drive down inflation. Doesn't that demonstrate just how blunt a tool interest rates are, particularly for people who've got nothing left in their household budgets? Yes, well, I think that's that's definitely an issue for certain parts of the economy. Uh, but I think that's more a role for fiscal policy and more a role for what the uh, the banks can do to help their customers 
uh, work their way through these difficult times. But just you on know, the we, just on the uh, on the overreach bill, when will we know if the RBA has indeed overreached? Is uh, and isn't a consequence of that Australia's potential Australians potentially losing their homes? That seems like overreach, right? Well, the data that we look at is that only half a percent of mortgage borrowers have negative equity, and the Reserve Bank estimates that if prices were to fall of another 20%, only 4% of borrowers would have negative equity. So because the unemployment rate is so low, uh, people are in a much better position. They do have jobs. Whereas in, say, the early 90s, when the unemployment rate got to 12%, people not only were facing negative equity, but they also didn't have a job. So there wasn't much choice but to um, foreclose on them. And that's not happening this time because these people are generating are generating uh, work. And, and if we can get the inflation down, uh, then interest rate relief can come. But it won't come if we don't get the inflation down. And then we're, then we're doomed to a really long extended period of years of these excessively high interest rates. And that's the worst possible scenario for us. Obviously, the government has been clear that it's not going to interfere with the work of the Reserve Bank. But what more, in your view, Bill Evans, could they be doing to help drive down inflation? And do you think they could be pulling other policy levers here? Well, I think they're doing something on energy prices and they're, they're doing something on uh, childcare. So they are providing some support on the inflation front. But my view is that um, bear in mind that the low middle income tax offset won't be there this year. That's about seven and a half billion in higher tax that people, that lower middle income people are paying. I think there's a strong case for them to provide targeting targeted support for um, for people who are, are, in, are in strife at the moment. But hasn't the argument uh, I against think that's the role pro- of fiscal policy? Well, hasn't the argument against providing handouts been that it will stimulate inflation? Uh, look, I think the Reserve Bank's doing enough to, to contain the inflation pressures. That's really their job. So we're not talking about a massive fiscal stimulus. We're looking at targeted support. No, I'm, I would be really surprised if in the May budget that there wasn't a, a, quite a bit of that uh, targeted at people who are in the most most need it's 13 past five on RN Drive. You're hearing from Chief Economist at Westpac, Bill Evans. We're talking about today's rate rise on RN Drive. A question from David in Canberra. He says, did the RBA say anything about corporate profits contribution, uh, contributing to inflation today? What would it take for businesses to cut prices or stop hiking them? That one's for you, Bill. I think the, um, uh, the, the real objective is to break that inflation psychology in the economy. Because when you do have that inflation psychology, businesses feel that they can increase their prices, their profit maximises after all, and workers feel that they can make larger wage claims. And that's when you get locked into an inflation spiral. So we, we have seen higher prices and it's businesses that set prices. It's not, not workers that set prices. So we have seen higher prices, 7.8% inflation in 2022. So there, there is an element of that, but I don't think it's... Um, I think it's more about the overall inflationary environment rather than any particular business policy. Because David in Canberra's text message kind of leads me into saying how often the text line explodes here when people decry the attitudes of the big banks pointing to your record profits and suggesting that you don't have to pass on the rates. Um, He's got a point, right? I mean, you don't have to pass on the rate. It's a competitive world. And I think there's no doubt that there's a very, very strong competition in the banking sector at the moment. 
So I think that you'll find that competition, which is how economy should be working, the competition will, will sort those sorts of issues out. So it's just not an option for Westpac? Oh, look, I can't talk about Westpac policy. I'm, I'm a very junior person in the Westpac hierarchy. I don't get involved in those really important decisions. I asked the Assistant Treasurer, Stephen Jones, about this earlier in the program. Take a listen to what he had to say. We've got the ACCC looking at um, a related issue at the moment, and that is the gap between the lag, if you like, between interest rates going up and being passed on to people with mortgages and interest rates going up but not being passed on to deposit holders, particularly people um, who are reliant on fixed-term deposits. I mean, Bill Evans, what's your response to this issue of lag profits? Will will you, your bank pass on this rate rise to deposit holders? As I said, I'm very junior in the overall hierarchy <laughs> of Westpac, so those sorts of decisions. Oh, don't talk are yourself way down, my Bill. Responsibility. <laughs> do, do you think the government and the RBA have overestimated the savings buffers being held by households? I mean. You start to hear about very anecdotal incidents about people pulling um, cash out from the bank of the mattress. We've seen cafe owners seeing cash with serial numbers that hasn't been seen for decades. Do you think we're overestimating that savings buffer? Um, No, I think given that we had a 20% savings rate for such a long period, um, I don't think that's been overestimated. And the savings rate only just got below what I would call the the normal level of around 6%. So while it was above 6%, they were accumulating more savings than uh, the normal, and it's built up to around $300 billion. Now, part of that is in, um, in offset accounts, so people who are paying down their mortgage faster than they need to do. And the Reserve Bank data suggests that half of mortgage borrowers are more than a year ahead on their repayments. But there is a group, uh, the bottom 10%, who have no spare cash and, no, and, and have... Uh, no scope at all in that. So there's, it's, it's definitely uh, not evenly distributed. And then the other aspect of it is people who have just accumulated liquid assets, so bank deposits and equities and that. And um, that should be there, particularly for fixed rate borrowers who, who don't do the offset, who aren't allowed access to the offset accounts. That should be there to assist them when their rates start to re to refocus, to reset. Just finally, and while I've got you, lots of business leaders have expressed an opinion on the government's decision to double the concessional rate on superannuation deposits over $3 million. Do do you think that this is good policy? And if so, should they be going further? Look, um, superannuation policy is so complex that it's very, very hard to um, to, to give you a definitive view on one aspect of it. So I'd rather pass on that. Smart man. I'd probably do the same. Westpac Chief Economist Bill Evans, I do appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.